Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, coming soon to an illegal stream near you. And he's Alex. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Guys, we're already free. You don't need to pirate us. Please, we need the numbers. Yeah, but I love pirating things. Yeah. I might just pirate yeah. us on principle. <laughs> things taste better when they're free. It's right? true. That's like the second thing you learn in culinary school. <laughs> but we're already free. <laughs> Matt, that doesn't change anything. <laughs> it tastes it tastes even better when not only is it free, but you've robbed somebody of <laughs> It tastes like crime. Mm. <laughs> well, crime's not really an mmm taste. It's more like a taste. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. You don't taste it through your mouth? Generally not. A mainline crime. All right, so we are at the Blue Gardens of Talil, and you guys have just been punching your way through this research facility. You got in the scuffle out in the courtyard. That led to a scuffle inside, and then kind of riding on the the coattails of that was a third scuffle, and time to clean up, and, and whoops, that's a dorm room full of more people, but yeah. fortunately- we, we opened a door to a fourth one and closed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fortunately, uh, that one seemed to be a non-start. Yeah, they didn't seem interested in what we were selling, so- Right. Which was scuffles. (laughs) Hey, you guys need some scuffles? (laughs) You kids want to buy some scuffles? (laughs) So you have taken all of the the bodies. uh, Because let's be real. These have not been scuffles. These have been murders that you guys have been uh, been toting. Oh, Uh, tomato, tomato. (laughs) I'm a little concerned that that's tomato, tomato to you, Nick. Scuffles and murders. Scuffles and murders kind of go hand in hand, right? I mean... You really can't have one without the other. You can well, if one of them I mean, is scuffles. One way you can't have. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've take you've disposed of all of the bodies in a single closet, in a single uh, lab, like just like a closed off lab room. And framed it on the one guy that's only unconscious. And there yeah. is one guy who was unconscious and you made sure that he was nice and cozy underneath all of the corpses. And he's got a dagger with some blood on it. That's, that's right. And there was a note then, that says he has no regrets. <laughs> that's right. He's implicated from every side. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and you guys found this big old room that's kind of like been the centerpiece of all of these scuffles. And it had like, it was like mega locked. You knew that a lot of these doors had special plant based locking mechanisms and you knew about the the means to bypass them and you did that and a couple of you rolled really fucking high but it just seemed like a no-go uh you're not sure why but you are sure that you have a staff of earth and stone that has pass wall on it and our genus just pass walled that shit and you guys are staring into this room that has this like, like low thrum to it, uh, and there's a, there's an open, an open hatch, in the center of the room. It's not illustrated on the map, so I added a little, a little square there for you. And there's just all these vines that are climbing up out of the, out of the hatch. They're not moving or anything. They're just like, 
They seem to have grown up out of this hatch, and it's kind of a spooky room. Uh, but nobody has entered the room. That's just what you've been able to see through the hole that the passwall spell provided you. And I guess we'll take it from there. I thought uh, I thought I went um, gaseous form and got like entered the room, and that's what the cliffhanger we ended on. I don't know oh. if you entered the room, but yes. you did go gaseous form. You were about to do that. From the first encounter when we walked into the building after the uh, golem fight, from that point, that first bat, that skirmish, until right now, how long would you are you putting on that time frame? From the start of it or from the end of it? From... Yeah, I guess go with the start. Yeah, the start of it. Start of it until now. So the fight itself was pretty long, um, at least five rounds, if not more. And then there's about a minute after that fight ended before uh, the other guys showed up, and then you had about like a half minute of back and forth before it was scuffle time again. And uh, then you fucked around with going in the dormitory, came out, that didn't waste a whole lot of time, but then you found this lab up here and you stashed all the bodies in the closet. I'm gonna say since the beginning of that fight it has been seven minutes. Okay, so I got seven minutes left on my mirror images, and I have seven images left. Wow. Seven, seven, seven. Alright, so our genus has gone gaseous on full gas and he enters he he floats into uh this room and i believe our genus and teolith both have uh their the green sight going from the masks right uh if we were doing green sight i bet you Uchir would have done that too you know who definitely would have done it if everyone else is doing it me <laughs> Thelias is is the most susceptible to peer pressure he really is. <laughs> so yeah, our genus floats into this room, and yeah, nothing seems to happen. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I, I I turn back to the group. Uh, what do you? Uh, nothing's uh, <laughs> uh, nothing's happening quite yet. But uh, uh do you think I should uh, go check out that uh, little uh, staircase over here? Are you, can you talk when you're in gaseous form? Yeah, I, I believe so. I could cast spells. Um, in it? Uh, I don't think you can cast spells either. Yeah, you cannot cast spells, but I don't see why you wouldn't be able to talk. I mean, it's specific. The, so I know this is not, this is like your bloodline ability, but I know it's based off of Gash's form. So unless it says something else, Gash's form says you can't attack or cast spells with verbal, somatic, material, or focus components while in Gash's form. This is not rule out the use of certain spells that the subject may have prepared using feats like silent spell, still spell, etc. Also, there's a supernatural ability as well in the gaseous form. If it has a touch spell ready to use, that spell is discharged harmlessly when the gaseous form spell takes place. So, since you can't cast spells with verbal components, I'm assuming you can't talk. Well, it says that I could cast spell with the still component and... Uh, if you have, like, the still spell feat, that lets you cast a spell that has a somatic component because still spell removes the somatic component. If you have silent spell, same thing. It removes the verbal component, allowing you to cast a spell that otherwise would force you to talk. Maybe he uses sign language, and since everyone can understand all the languages, then we're good to go. 
I I wanted sign language when this campaign started. I wasn't allowed it. I absolutely oh. allowed well, it. Actually, I, st- ruling on. I, I still took it, but I think it was just wasted because I'm the only one that knows sign language in, in all of Galarian. <laughs> of all the world. Um, uh, a true trailblazer. Oh. Yeah, you're just like a big, you're a big cloud of gas, so you can't really like pantomime anything because you don't have like a physical form or even like the semblance of one. Okay. Um... I mean, if you would have changed your action knowing that, i.e. not went gaseous and entered the room, I'll let you take it back. But, I mean, that is one of the restrictions of this spell. Like, you can you can scout, but, like, you can't, like, touch and go, like, go report back and then go back and scout again. It's like, unless you, ha- unless you like, you know, came preloaded with, like, telepathy or something. Sure. Uh, it's ectoplasmic form. I wasn't sure if it was like if there was a difference between gaseous and ectoplasmic. While Tom's doing that, I'm going to use a pearl of power, second level to reprepare. Classic. Uh, I'm going to move uh, a little bit further, unless if uh, somebody says, "Hey, wait, hold up." All right. Well, maybe I'll wait on that pearl of power. <laughs> <laughs> Uchir's anticipating. You're. So, we're going to go into this room and then like. We're going to get attacked by plant things. All right, Arjuna, show me where in the room you move. Sure. Like, my goal is to get, like, hover above this thing. I, I have a fly speed. Sure. Um, that's, this has two differences from Gash's form. Uh, you fly a lot faster. I think Gash, the spell is 10 feet. Ectoplasmic form is 30 feet. And you can carry small objects with ectoplasmic form. But fine manipulation is impossible. So yeah, you uh, you float over this uh, open hatch, and it goes down really fucking far. Do you have dark vision of any kind? Uh, yes. I've. Uh, He's an SMR. Yeah. He just has dark vision. Yeah, I just have sixty dark feet. Yeah, sixty. Okay. Uh, it goes farther than the range of your dark vision. Right. So you look down, and you can see sixty feet down this five foot wide shaft and then it just ends in darkness where's your rock tom <gasps> uh he has to come out of Gash's yeah farm to do that but not a bad idea well i mean hold up that might not necessarily be true i can manipulate objects uh objects and that's a spell like ability oh yeah so actually i'm gonna i'm gonna float out um and see if I can uh, pick up a pebble or something. Sure. You find a... It's easy enough to find a pebble or some other small unattended object, like even in this room. Uh, light is a spell... Light, you can cast a spell as a spell-like ability. What is that from being an Asimar? Yes. Yeah, daylight you can cast daylight. once per day. Oh, that's right. Can you target an object with daylight? Yeah. Yeah, he was carrying around like a, a rock of light in Gallowspire. Okay. Then, yeah. Well, actually, hold on a second. Yeah, I wonder if Arginus's rock was the only daylight that's ever seen the inside of Gallowspire. <laughs> the most powerful rock this side <laughs> of the fucking... I mean, that, that, that could be how something becomes an artifact, right? Yeah. Like, the rock that produced the only daylight to ever be seen in the depths of Gallowspire. I think we left that rock there. Who knows? It could still be going. There's people like Tiablet that would fucking blow a load to find something like that. 
In a few thousand years, maybe, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go find it. Time is a key ingredient to producing an artifact. <laughs> okay, uh, my mistake. While this room is, like, a little, like, slightly dimmed in light level, uh, it's still bright enough for you to, to see. And the vines themselves, as I already said, they are glowing slightly. And you look down the shaft, and in addition to the vines themselves providing a light source all the way down, uh, you can see ambient light uh, coming from somewhere beyond the landing at the bottom of the shaft, which, by your rough estimate, seems to be about 100 feet deep. Uh, all right. Well, um, I I'm still going to do the rock thing just to really kind of gather some information make sure if anyone's down there yeah speak. right like it, it would be attracted to that light uh so okay so you you scoop up some small unattended object you cast daylight on it and you drop it down the shaft before i do that though i i'm trying to sign you know i, I cast daylight on the object and i try to sign like you can't sign anything you are a cloud well, I, I'm trying to point directly to the rock and, like, make a dropping motion in order to uh, get the effect that uh, I'm going to drop this down the shaft and see if I could get some thumbs up from that. Why don't you do it the cartoon way and just kind of get yourself into an arrow with the point <laughs> pointing down it? <laughs> so, I mean, you guys are, are watching our genus ectoplasmically float around this room a little bit uh eventually it scoops up a, a a stone or something and then the stone becomes insanely bright and then it just hover the the cloud hovers over the hole and you guys watch the stone kind of like bob up and down a couple times i'm sorry but i won't understand anything that's not a giant cloud arrow <laughs> <laughs> uh what's the ceiling like in this room like, what's the height? Also, do we even care what's down there? Our mission is we need those goggles. And that's really all Uchra gives a fuck about. And we gotta depose the... Yeah, the I mean, do we, though? I mean, like, yeah. if we had the goggles and, like, we didn't do that, like... She don't think she's still gonna want to examine us. True, true. He just sort of seems like a crazy person. I'm I mean, I'm assuming to get up. the goggles, we'll have to directly go through him, but right. I'm just saying, like, if we walked across the pair on a table, like, I'm not opposed to just being like, alright, cool, see ya. Hey, cool, found him. Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't know, Teoboth never found a deep, dark hole he didn't want to climb into. Yeah, I bet he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking for the ceiling height. Uh, I don't see anything specific in that room, so it's going to be in the generic part, which I'm assuming is going to be 10 feet. Yeah, it was 10 feet in the hallways. I was going to say, if if it looks like, it sounds like we're going to go down this hole, Uchu's just going to go ahead and cast Fly on himself. Yeah, Teoblith still got Fly up from the last, you know, same duration as Uchu's, uh mirror images, so. I, I also just dropped the pebble waiting for a response okay well i'll fly into the room Uchid's making a an educated guess that what's supposed to attack us in here didn't attack our genus because he's he's not touching the ground okay 
So Arginus drops the stone down the shaft, mm-hmm. and you hear a very distant just click-clack as it lands. Uhtred floats into the room with Fly. Nothing seems to happen, whether it's at the bottom of the shaft or in the room itself. I'm assuming Teoblith is also flying? Yeah. Uh, Teoblith wants to use Detect Magic, too, just to take a look around. And I think you'll find that I'm flying as well. Did you cast Fly on yourself? I'm about to, Okay. once I make sure uh, that I have enough spell slots here. Okay. And I would like to make a Knowledge Nature check. Uh, Like, the plant life that's in this room, does it indicate any anything that like maybe like you know if you saw like a bunch of corn and potatoes and stuff you'd be like oh they're growing food in here like you want to know what the function of this room is yes and this is with a plus three because i have the mass going okay it's gonna be a 31 knowledge nature okay this room seems to be the main hub of the localized arcane network that powers the Blue Gardens of Talil. Oh, interesting. And the plants therein seem to be like the like the power grid that distributes that uh, that energy. Uh, you think that if you spent an hour in this room studying these plants, uh, you could figure out how to manipulate this network. Uh, which would give you a modicum of control over the like different different factors. Like just looking around, you think that you could like shut off the alarm that is still going. You could alter the light level in this room or other rooms or all of the rooms. Uh, you could lock or unlock specific doors that are designed to be locked um i kind of feel like we should spend an hour in here i just cast fly <laughs> yeah but I, I get that and so did utrid but i've got pearls so <laughs> <laughs> fuck you Thelias. I don't, yeah i don't know what to tell you man i i, I, I probably would won't gladly, need it anyway <laughs> i'd gladly spend a one fly spell to have like control of the mainframe of the garden also, I forgot the alarm was still going off. That's like, dude, when you're anywhere you're not supposed to be and there's an alarm going off, <laughs> it's like makes everything worse. Yeah. I, I That's kind of my bad. I, I've forgotten to bring it up a couple times, but yeah. it's. I mean, it's been like, it's been seven minutes since that one fight started. It's been less than 10 minutes since you guys like can't, got inside. Which kind of makes sense because like the alarm's going off. You figure people are like, going places to do their emergency plans and whatever. Yeah. Everyone's being out in the parking lot. Yeah. If we're planning on staying in this room, RG just definitely gonna poke his head downwards. Yeah, well that was something I was curious about too. Poke his head a hundred feet downwards. Yeah. Does it does it look like there's a room down there or is it just kind of a shaft, like a well? You can see ambient light spilling onto like the landing at the bottom of the shaft from somewhere. So, I mean, unless you go down there, it's really hard to tell what's at the bottom of a hundred foot long shaft. Uh, but this that light is coming from somewhere. So you can make a pretty safe bet that it's it doesn't just end in like a dead end. All right. Well, I mean, I think it would be a good idea to 
make sure there's nothing down there that's going to come up at us while we're, you know, doing our hour research in this room, if that's what we're going to do. Okay. Actually, before we do that, even, Tealbuff goes back over to the door and, like, can, 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 I would hope, but can I open it from this side without needing, like, whatever needs to go in that (laughs) fist-shaped hole? No, the door seems to be completely inoperable. Oh, perfect. This is our new home. I, I think, here's what I suspect. This room was supposed to be incredibly difficult to get inside of if you didn't search that random shed and get the the easy pass staff. Yeah, well, I imagine there's just some kind of access key that we just haven't come across yet either. But we also kind of came in the side entrance instead of coming in the front door like I think the AP probably yep. expects us to. <laughs> yep. And I, I just feel like if this is like the control center of the gardens... It's not supposed to be like, oh, cool, I got this staff, like, walk right on in. Yeah, so I think a good idea is get, you know, Thalias, come on in here. Let's close up that gap in the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Or don't come in, Thalias, but then... No, 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 that. no, I'm, I followed you guys once it was clear that I was the only one outside and the alarm was going off. All right, so, yeah, I say we uh, close up that... That hole in the wall and uh, check out what's at the bottom of this shaft before we do our little research thingy. Who's going down the shaft? I say Teoblith is waiting for Randolph or for Thalias to go first. Oh, no. Our genius goes what? first. Yeah, better not be. Better be our genius. Okay. And Uhtred is staying up here? No, I'll go down. Oh, okay. So let's get a uh, a climbing order. A flying order. Uh, a controlled descent order. Um, now, I will add that there's no, there's not a traditional ladder going down the shaft, but the vines that are climbing up out of it are making for, like, extremely easy handholds. It's as good as a ladder. Uh, that said, like, if you guys want to fly, totally, uh, you can totally do that. I don't think we've touched the ground once. I don't think we're... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we're already flying, so we might as well keep that going. Yep. All right. And who... What's the What's the flying order? Arginus Thalias. Arginus is in Gash's form still, right? Yes. Okay. Arginus Thalias, Uhtred, and then Teoblith. Yeah. Yeah, so you all float down the shaft 100 feet, and it opens out into this uh, small room. Uh, the room looks like it's been like carved out of the earth, uh, which probably doesn't seem super far-fetched, but it, like you are not in a structure right now. You are in a basically an artificial cave that's been like magically shaped. So it's just a small like 10 foot by 10 foot room uh, that opens out uh, to the south and that leads to a much larger room. You see three large uh, connected rooms going from east to west, although you can currently only see small portions of the two east and west rooms. And there are uh, tables, chairs, and couches. Uh, The central room that you can currently see has three bookshelves along the south wall and uh, a network of leafy vines with glowing flowers extends across the ceiling in all three rooms. 
Uh, so there is normal lighting down here. Is there any uh, plant life on the floor? There's no plant life on the floor. Our genus uh, comes out of gaseous form. Uh, and I mentioned three bookshelves uh, at the south end of this room. And kind of uh, floating in the room, like directly south of you, like right in the middle of those bookshelves, is this like 10 foot wide cloud of this like greasy roiling smoke. Oh no, what is that? Uh, Detect magic? Uh, You begin to cast the spell Detect Magic and I'm going to look something up. He's got to look up how to make sure Fickle Winds can't help in this situation. (laughs) Dude, if you don't think I've gone through the rest of this AP and made sure that it was airtight from Fickle Winds, then you're crazy. Okay, so Tibleth begins casting Detect Magic. I almost said Fickle Winds. (laughs) And Oh, well, you know that's going to be next. (laughs) You all hear a voice in your head. So... You must be the cause of all of that ruckus I've been hearing upstairs. Why would you assume it's us? You don't belong here. Mm, That's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of fact. I'm going to cast Fickle Winds. (laughs) You guys, like, (laughs) you've ruined (laughs) this, this dungeon already. I am casting Fickle Winds defensively because I don't know what you guys are going to do. Start, start murdering people. Tiablith, you have cast, by now that your spell has gone off, you cast uh, Detect Magic, uh, which is a 60-foot cone. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that gives you the full scope of this room. And you don't detect any magical auras besides those you would ex- have expected to find on your own person and, you know, the other PCs. Um, but our genus casts... Fickle winds. Are you still in gaseous form? I'm not. I uh, I ended that. Yeah. The voice says, "You all seem quite tense. Is everything okay?" No. Didn't you hear? The Blue Gardens of Talil have gone awol. Oh. Yes. Yes, they have, haven't they? Wonderful, isn't it? I don't know what I've seen so far. Uh... It's looking pretty much like amateur hour to me. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Should I step my game up? That depends. Who the hell are you? My name is Pelderin, and I am, I guess you could say, a confidant to the poor botanist Umbarno. I've done a real number on him. My finest work, I must say. Can I make a knowledge check? Does that name ring any bells being a connection to... Like, is this guy part of the uh, Whispering Way, or...? Uh, give me a knowledge planes check. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask if that name rang any kind of a bell. So, yeah. What language is this guy speaking? Uh, so, you're hearing this voice in your head, i.e. telepathy. And the way telepathy works is it's actually... Uh, like, there's no language barrier with telepathy. Oh. Uh, your brain just automatically understands what is being said to you. That's a fun note. So what do we get for knowledge planes? 41. 43. Goddamn. I'll let you guys handle that one. (laughs) 
Neither of you have heard of somebody called Paldurain, but with those knowledge checks, you realize that this cloud of greasy smoke at the southern end of this room is a creature, specifically a Shimtal Sakil. Oh, a Sakil. While psychopomps usher mortal souls to the proper judgment, Sakils have no care for souls and want to only torment and frighten mortals, often toying with their feelings of unease about their very mortality. Shimtals feed on the fear of not belonging and on the fear of isolation from the rest of a community or society. Well, you ain't gonna find any of that with this group. <laughs> I'll give you guys a freebie since... You are recognizing uh, this Shimtal in its miasma form. As a standard action, a Shimtal can discorporate into a dark, greasy fog that damages creatures caught in it. When a Shimtal uses miasma, its space increases to 20 feet. Uh, you know that they are normally large sized, so they take up 10 square feet. Uh, and it's treated as if under the effects of gaseous form. A Shimtal can remain in miasma form indefinitely and can revert to its solid form as a free action. Within the miasma's space, all sight, including dark vision, is reduced to five feet. Now, that's not for the Shimtal, that's for anybody inside the gaseous form. Uh, a creature within five feet has concealment, and creatures farther away have total concealment. On the start of the Shimtal's turn, creatures in the area of its miasma take some damage, uh, which bypasses all damage reduction and energy resistance. A successful will save negates this damage. Any creature within the miasma can attack the Shimtal but takes a minus four penalty on its attacks and can't attempt saving throws against the damage from being within the miasma at the start of the Shimtal's next turn. So it's kind of like you have to pick between attacking it or being able to save against the damage while you're in that form. Uh, so yeah, that's what you're looking at right now at the south end of this room. And you each got, what, a 41, you said? 41 for Uhtred, 43 for Teoblith. All right, so Uhtred, you can ask three additional questions about a Shimtal. Teoblith, you can ask four. All right. Um, is there a way to force it into its corporal form? Uh, no. Uh, you know that it can rematerialize itself as a free action, but... As a bonus onto that, do we know if, like, it's similar to, like, our genus's ectoplasm form where it can't cast spells when it's in that form? Uh, as long as it functions like Gash's form, yes, it cannot cast spells, though spell-like abilities are still on the table. How about DR? You know that it has DR-15 that is overcome by good-aligned weapons. DR-15 by good-aligned? I don't think we have any way of doing that. Oh, yeah, we do. My shovel's pretty good. Uh, uh, Teal is also wielding a... He has a holy rapier at his side that he doesn't like to use, but he will. That's true. And also a, a weapon with a plus four or higher enhancement bonus uh, counts as overcoming alignment-based DR. Oh, sweet. That's going to be my weapon. Uh, and then how about any energy resistance and or immunities? Uh, its energy-based resistances include... Cold, electricity, and sonic. Uh, Energy-based defenses. I don't remember what I said initially, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of ruins Uhtred's day. Uh, Cold and electric. Are they... Oh, so they're not undead, so the negative energy would still work. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Yeah, they are, they are evil outsiders. 
Yes. All right, to you both. All right. Um, uh, I'd like to know about its senses. Oh, spoil the fun for me. You know that it has dark vision. It has constant detect good, constant detect magic. It has see in darkness, which I don't know why it has dark vision. Like it has dark vision 60 feet and then see in darkness is just unlimited dark vision. So it's a little redundant uh, and also has constant true seeing. What does that do? Mirrors and invisibility mean nothing. Displacement uh, means nothing. Yep. Basically all of our defense stuff. As, right. Outside of pure AC, which also matters nothing against a cloud. All right. Um, all right. Well, then I would like to know move speeds. Okay. You know that its base move speed is 50 feet, and it also has a climb speed and a fly speed. This thing kind of makes me think of like a swarm. Did they have any like uh, AOE damage that's like extra damage? As far as the miasmic form is concerned, no. Uh, if it works like gaseous form, that means that gaseous form gives you DR10 magic and you become immune to poison, sneak attacks, and critical hits, but its base DR would still apply, so it has, and it has DR10 magic and also DR15 good. But yeah, while it's in its cloud form, it's also immune to poison, sneak attacks, and critical hits. And that's the big part, is the crits. <laughs> yeah, that, now we're starting to hamper Hootrude. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I got two more. Um, Ask about how we can beat it with fickle winds. <laughs> I feel like that's important. <laughs> I mean, that is actually a good question. How does fickle winds interact with the... Don't, no, don't ask that, because Tom's going to cast <laughs> it regardless. So he already has to answer it. <laughs> he already yeah. cast yeah. it, so I'm so, just So don't curious. waste the question on <laughs> Axel's going to have to answer it regardless. <laughs> I mean... Like, I'll tell you, like, without it counting as a question, uh, a ga- somebody under the effects of Gash's form would not be able to pass, like, the barrier that Fickle Winds or Windwall creates. Dude, Tom, finally super Tom. clutch. That's going to force <laughs> yeah. him to get out of this form. I mean, spells are still an issue. Yeah. I would like to know uh, some spell-like abilities for this thing. All right. Um... I'm going to give you five spell-like abilities. Okay. Freaking awesome. You know that at will, it can cast Feast on Fear. Uh, that's a fifth level spell. Yeah, each round is a standard action. You can target a single living creature of up to nine hit dice and strike it with terrifying waves of power. The target fails at saving throw, becomes panicked for 1d4 rounds, and you gain five temporary hit points which disappear after one hour. After the panic ends, the creature remains shaken for 10 minutes per level and it automatically comes panicked again if it comes within sight of you during that time. Uh, so that doesn't apply to you guys at all because you have more than nine hit dice. You know that once per day, it can cast Imprisonment. Imprisonment is a ninth level spell. Oh, shit. Range of touch, standard action. When you cast Imprisonment and touch a creature, it is entombed in a state of suspended animation in a small sphere far beneath the surface of the ground. The subject remains there unless a freedom spell, also a ninth level spell, is cast at the locale where the imprisonment took place. Magical search by a crystal ball, a locate object spell, or some other similar divination does not reveal the fact that a creature is imprisoned, but discern location, which is I think an eighth level spell, does. A wish or miracle spell will not free the recipient, but will reveal where it is entombed. 
If you know the target's name and some facts about its life, the target takes a minus four penalty on its save. And it is duration instantaneous. In other words, it is permanent until dispelled or, you know, otherwise undone. Arginus, watch out for his spell! Entomb! Wouldn't Entomb be, if it was used on Arginus, he's got the staff to just be like, uh, okay. No, you are in suspended animation. Oh. But it has to touch, right? Yeah. Yep. Which he can't do. He can't do in this form. Can solidify as a free action. (laughs) Yeah, and then get fucking clobbered. Again, it being in Gash's form is not stopping us from clobbering it. It's putting a huge damper on it. I mean, it's besides being immune to crits and sneak attack, it is not any harder to hit and damage in cloud form than it is in its physical form. Does anyone think it might be reasonable, you know, and just, like, have a good conversation with it? Mm, considering he said he just basically fucked around on uh, Barna? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so got, probably not the reasoning type. I've I've still got yeah. some more uh, yeah. spells for y'all. Oh We're still asking oh questions God. here. We get to keep it moving. <laughs> Three times per day can cast Cloud Kill. Uh, that is a fifth level spell. Uh, generates a bank of fog similar to a fog cloud, except that its vapors are yellowish green and poisonous. These vapors automatically kill any living creature with three or fewer hit dice. No save. A living creature with four to six hit dice is slain unless it succeeds on a fortitude save, in which case it takes 1d4 points of constitution damage. A living creature with six or more hit dice takes 1d4 points of con damage on your turn each round while in the cloud. A successful fortitude save halves this damage. Holding your breath doesn't help, but creatures immune to poison aren't affected by the spell. Unlike a fog cloud, the cloud kill moves away from you at 10 feet per round, rolling along the surface of the ground. Because the vapors are heavier than air, they sink to the lowest level of the land, even pouring down dens or sinkhole openings. It cannot penetrate liquids, nor can it be cast underwater. And as a fog cloud, it can also not penetrate fickle winds. Uh, You know that at will, it can cast putrefy food and drink, uh, which is a zero level spell. Uh, it's just the opposite of purify food and drink. Uh, save some time. And the last spell, once per day, it can cast Horrid Wilting. Horrid Wilting is an 8th level spell. Targets living creatures, no two of which can be more than 60 feet apart. Uh, the spell evaporates moisture from the body of each subject living creature, causing flesh to wither and crack and crumble to dust. Deals 1d6 points of damage per caster level. This spell is especially devastating to water elementals and plant creatures, which instead take 1d8 points of damage per caster level. Unlike Fireball, it does not cap at 10d6. Alright, so that was five spell abilities. I think you have one question remaining? I do. Uh, give me give me a defensive ability that it has. You know that it has spell resistance, and I'll let you uh, make a guess tell you higher or lower uh 29 lower all right so uh let me see so i think utrid basically said like your shenanigans are weak sauce and the shimtal who calls itself paldarine uh says oh really should i go harder and i think that's when teobleth and utrid made their knowledge checks now, if combat were to break out, I think everything that was just learned can be spoken out loud as free actions, like, that's fine. But I think unless you want to, like, go to this thing into starting combat, uh, 
I'm assuming Teobleth and Uhtred keep like these knowledges to themselves unless they have some other way of surreptitiously uh, sharing this information with Arginus and Thalias. That sounds totally reasonable. Or they can just blurt <laughs> it starts... out and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, you haven't said roll for initiative yet, so... I mean, he's still just talking to you guys. So yeah, he said, uh, do you think I should step it up? I mean, it seems like your efforts so far have been kind of weak, so... Yeah, I guess you probably should. I mean, if you're hoping to actually accomplish anything. Oh, I see. Well, I think so far I've accomplished in bringing four sacks of fresh meat into my lair. So for now, I think we can call that a job well done. My question for you is, how quickly would you like to die? Man, we've already been into and through Gallowspire and back out again. I don't know how intimidating you think you are, but it's really not doing it for us. That's not wrong. I see. I would prefer not to die, but like they said, yeah. I'm, I'm with them. <laughs> well, you've done 100%. it plenty enough already, Thelias. Oh yeah, by the way, this guy's been killed three times and he's still here, so <laughs> I'm sure you're real different than the last of them. Your confidence is noted. We will see just how long it lasts. Everybody roll initiative. Jeez. Uh, Are you just going to take a long shot real quick uh, before the conversation kind of ends? Kind of give a little bit of... I mean, it, it just did, but I, go ahead. That's fair. Oh, uh, hold up. Hold up, everybody. Uh, do, you, do you mind if we prepare ourselves for this fight? <laughs> Just kind of asking the yes or no question of like, can, can we goes, Time out! Time out! <laughs> See how how willing is this thing to play with its food? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm playing to its confidence right now. Tom, I love it. Take a many point. Uh, all right, yeah. Argina says that out loud, and uh, Paladin says, "Well, if you're as good as you say, I think you're all ready to go, aren't you?" Now. Utrid, initiative. 29. Arginus. 9, without the 20. Just the regular version? Just the regular version. <laughs> Teobleth. 19. Wow, the teen version. Thalias. <laughs> <laughs> grown up. 18, I, I didn't get the memo. Oh, so. man. Fucking beer frame, you fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, serious. All right, up first is Utrid. Utrid is going to use an arcana point. To give the plus four on to uh, Valo. I think Uhtred is going to cast a spell he has not yet cast. And that's going to be some stone skin. Ooh, nice. I guess he'll fly up to, like, here. And that'll be his turn. Just in case he's got, like, an AoE where not all four of us literally shoulder to shoulder. Good thinking. Although you do know about an AOE he's got, and that is... Uh, Cloud kill. No, well, I guess, technically. Uh, horde wilting. It's any number of creatures that are within 60 feet of each other. But mm. he could have others. Uh, yeah. Sure. And this room is not big enough for any of us really to avoid that. Yeah. How tall is yeah. the ceiling, by the way? Uh, again with the fucking ceilings. That's all anybody's talking about. Um, 10 feet high. Except where otherwise indicated. Let's see if it's otherwise indicated. I don't think it is otherwise indicated, so... Yep, 
10 feet. And Uhtred, when you moved uh, there to the southwest, I'm just going to uncover some more of the map because you got a new vantage point. Nothing exciting, but you can see the the smaller room to the west of this larger chamber. It's got a, a table and some chairs, and then there is a, a door that goes farther west, but it is closed. And actually, I guess you would be able to see the eastern room too. The eastern room, uh, you can see some shelves stocked with dried food, a small basin of fresh water, and then uh, another door that goes east and is also closed. Okay, up next is Teoblith. Okay, Teoblith is going to, he's going to not break what seems to work, and he will reach out and he will give Thalias' shovel a Bane Evil Outsider legacy yes. weapon. Okay. Do anything with your move action? Yeah. Teoblith's going to fly into that eastern room and like out into the corner where you can still get a reasonable advantage on this thing but just being away from the group okay all right uh up next is thalias i'm definitely afraid to approach this man but i did get buffed up so feels like i'm gonna fly over there and see what he's all about charge fly him yeah charge fly all right what's my fly speed it should be 40 feet with armor. It's, yeah. Whew. Look at me. So you can do your champion <laughs> charge, get your full yeah. attack there. Well, two attacks. <laughs> and a championly charge. All right. And here we go. Oh, first attack critical hit. Oh, but he's immune. No. Oh, no. I don't get a lot of those. <laughs> but still it hits, right? I mean, 43 plus two, 45. Yeah, that has Is it a natural 20? Yeah. And it didn't matter what it was. Yeah, perfect. Um, okay, so that'll do 23 plus 6 acid, and then it's 2d6, Matt? Yes, 2d6 per hit. Per hit, that's right. And with the uh, legacy weapon Bane, his shovel should be high enough of a flat bonus to overcome the alignment-based oh, DR. Oh, no way, you genius. What uh, What was the original enhancement bonus of... Elias' shovel. I think it was a plus three, I think. Hold on, let me check. Got me in here somewhere. I think it was only plus one. Well, the no. the Bane legacy weapon, uh, it's... So I'm when I do that, I give it a plus two and Bane. Okay. So against the subject of its Bane, it's a plus five weapon. Exactly. Got it. All right, yeah, then that would overcome the DR. I thought weapons couldn't have a higher plus two of them than five. Bane kind of works funky than that, but yes. Generally, yeah. So your plus two, is on, it's only being calculated off of that and whatever the plus was on it originally. Bane sits in like a, a remainder spot. It's a, it's a plus three shovel that has Bane. So if you're attacking something that applies to the Bane, the enhancement bonus goes up by two. So in this case, it's now plus five weapon. But I, well, to Nick's point, I think what he's saying is even if it was like a plus five Bane weapon, it would functionally be a plus seven for the purposes of attack and damage because that's what Bane does. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah, would apply. Okay, sweet. Uh, where did we land on acid? It's not immune to acid. Psst. 
It was not listed this among its a- energy defenses. All right, so I'm hopeful. Six acid. All right, and what was uh, the bane damage? Hold on to your seats. 11 damage bane. Oh, my God. Yeah. Champion attack. 29. 29 does not hit. Ah. Okay. Let me see. It's Paladin's turn. As a free action, he's going to exit his miasma form. Do I get an attack of opportunity? Nope. But we can finally see what this thing looks like. Yeah. I bet you he's an ugly motherfucker. You're going to wish he didn't. Uh, Oh, it's pretty ugly. Shadowy scorpion thingy? A rat's head sprouts from the front of a giant crab-like body and two tentacular tails ending in clawed hands erupt from the towering bulk. They gave Paladrin his own artwork for this AP, and I just gotta say, like, chef's kiss. This thing looks fucking amazing. So yeah, it is now uh, as a free action, and it's now in its physical form, and I'm going to need will saves versus uh, for everybody versus its gaze attack. I think I have one plus two left from the clover. Uh, I should have two, and I'll use one of those right now. I'm going to use one of those. Yeah, let's all, uh, let's get our clovers in. I'll use my last one. Probably didn't need it, but whatevs, whatevs. I probably did, so yay. Uh, that's a 25 for Teoblith. 31 for Uhtred. Goddamn 16 for our genus. Goddamn two. Yeah, you know that's not going to cut it. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah, natural 20. <laughs> Sit down, new Uhtred. <laughs> yeah. All right. 34 uh, plus clover. Everybody passed except our genus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Win some, lose some. Our like, genus, you are. For? Our genus, you are <laughs> panicked. Uh, you'll be panicked for 1d6 rounds. Oh, that's not terrible, though. Well, it's a d6, isn't it? It's uh, a fair point. That's true. There's a 6 on that d6. <laughs> a whole 6. Yeah, then Paldarine is going to five-foot step northwest. That gaze attack uh, requires no actions on Paldarine's part. And then he's going to full attack on on Thalias. That's me. Yes, yes it is. So first you're going to get a bite from that big disgusting rat head. 37 to hit. Ah, that hits. That's 26 points of damage. And give me a fortitude save. Yeah, I thought you might do that. 24? Thalias, you take four points of wisdom drain. What? Why? I rolled a 24. Yep, you have failed. Um, And according to this, you have to be the one to roll this next d6, which I kind of love. That's probably in Joe's favor, though. That's true. I just blew my load on Bane. That's true. You had two crits in a row. Go ahead and give me a uh, roll 1d6 for me. Yeah, That's what's up, baby. One. I can't be counted on for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Thalias, you have lost your sense of taste. (sighs) That could have been so bad. It sort of feels like it could (laughs) You take a minus two penalty on all saving throws against ingested toxins and on perception checks based on the sense of taste, such as using the skill to identify the powers of a sipped potion. 
uh, yeah. That's good because I wasn't planning on tasting anything in this room. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And you, uh, yeah, that was a disease that you have contracted. Oh, perfect. Uh, and now it's going to follow through with its turn and those two claws are going to get you. These claws look like the, uh, like the grabby hand things from Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, jeez. And they're just like, like, like whipping and flailing around, uh, on top of it. So like sprouting from this like volcano shaped mass of like crab shell that it is made of. All right. Claw number one. That is a 44. Well, this might surprise you, but that hits. Okay. And second claw is a natural one. Yes. Confirm it. You won't. Uh, 37. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't confirm. You take 28 points of damage from the claw that did hit, and does a 34 beat your CMD? Probably. What's, what's this guy's problem? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, it, does. it does beat it? Yeah. All right, so the claw uh, rakes across your body, and then it grabs you. The and, claw is my master. <laughs> and you're going to take some constrict damage. I wish I could swap places with uh, Randolph, you know, like on a whim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, be Get so into funny. a constrict <laughs> situation and be like, oh, no, like, this is the job for Randolph. I'll sit this one out real quick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you take 25 more points of damage. Oh, my God, dude. What's your problem? <laughs> but then he's going to drop you. Like, he's not going to continue grappling you. Then as a swift action, uh, he's going to cast a spell-like ability that was not uh, covered with Teoblith's question, and he gains displacement. What? Everybody feel good about, uh, about what just happened? Not really. No. <laughs> All right, uh, up next is our genus. You are panicked. How many rounds? For four rounds. You said two originally. He said 1d6. No, I know. <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to just gaslight him into that. <laughs> yes. You said Tom, two. Tom, if he's going to come with this shit, you got, it's like defense. You're playing good defense, Tom. <laughs> yeah. You said two, and also I get a hero point. <laughs> Remember, said Tom, so you're only promise. cheating if you get caught. <laughs> it said so in the critical hit. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so right. you, uh, you're panicked. You have to flee in a random direction. I'm gonna say that, like going to the west past Utrid would not apply because that's kind of right towards them. So your two options are to go north and then up the hatch where you came from, or to flee to the east where Teoblith went, and then probably through the door that is not yet opened. So fantastic. I'm going to roll D4. One and two is up the hatch. And three and four is to the east. It's a two. Up the hatch. Dude, imagine fleeing. That must be awesome. Uh, Can't even imagine what that's like right now. So the hatch is uh, as easy to climb as a ladder. Uh, Can I make an argument for gaseous form to be faster? Uh, You can. I remember we had a conversation about casting spells while you're panicked. I mean, it, it just more or less to get up the ladder. Uh, like my climbing speed is gonna match equally to my fly speed. I think that you are not uh, 
it's there's no you're not going to have any difficulty climbing uh but you would have to spend a standard action to resume the gaseous form which would be time spent not running which you can currently do so you you don't have you don't have the uh the forethought the presence of mind to go gaseous first you just see that that shaft that you can climb up and that is all you can think about is getting up there sure uh i start climbing all right um can you do a dc 10 climb by taking a 10 uh i actually think i can what's your strength score i think it's 10 all right then no rolls required then uh it's 11 (laughs) all right yeah so our genius uh starts climbing uh, and that brings us back to Utrid. Seeing my good buddy Thelias really get smacked around, I'm going to cast Chill Touch and take a five-foot step and deliver that bad boy through my scimitar. All right. I'll have displacement ready. So the first one is a 34 to hit. That will hit. Do you want highs or lows? Um, highs. 63. Sweet. Oh, and I mean, so Arginus is already panicked, so it doesn't matter, but basically at the, at the beginning of your turn, I'm going to want everybody to tell me what measures, if any, you are taking to avoid Peldarin's gaze. So I do 1d6 points of... Well, hold what? on, Nick. Like, are are you taking any me- measures to avoid Paldurin's gaze? Yeah, after I'm done swinging, I'll, I'll look down at the floor. Well, no, I, <laughs> I need that declared at the beginning of your turn. Well, you missed it. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be... I guess I would have my gaze averted. Okay. Um... Fortunately, wait, is this thing like Medusa where if I, what happens if I look at it? You run away like a bitch, like our genus. Well, you have to make a will save. (laughs) So I have to make a new will save every every round. round Yes. Stupidest fucking thing of all time. (laughs) Shit. Let me go back up and see. He rolled really bad. The lowest passing save was, I think, 25. Uh, I'll just look away. Uh, like entirely, like like close your eyes, or just kind of look at his feet, or more like look at the feet. Okay, so fortunately, he already has displacement on, so you're actually not going to incur a bigger concealment chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that said, you will have a fifty percent chance to avoid the gaze on your on his turn, and still get the will save against it. Right. Uh, you only need okay. to make it yep. if you're subject to the gaze. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, proceed. Uh, so that was 19 slashing damage and then a D6 of negative energy damage. Okay. What is that D6? That's going to be four. Uh, he also, if the creature takes one point of strength damage unless it can make a successful fortitude save. That's going to be a 34 fortitude save (laughs) yeah you made it (laughs) all right and what is your weapons enhancement bonus currently uh it's a plus four 
I think Vala was a plus one, so plus five. Okay. So that was 19 from the sword and four negative energy. Correct. All right. Anything with your move action? Uh, I took a five foot step, so I get another attack. Okay. Uh, and that, that was a 29 to hit. 29 will not hit. All right, so now we know the range. 29 miss, 34 hit. Somewhere in there <laughs> is the AC. <laughs> All right, up next is Teobleth. All right. Teobleth is going to just close his eyes and rely on his echolocation, meaning he Ooh, will so okay. take a <laughs> move action to put himself you know, within 40 feet so he can actually echolocate it. That'll bypass the displacement, too. Indeed. Uh, but then he's going to use his standard action to give himself uh, Bane Evil Outsider. All right. And then Thalias. All right. Um, I'm going to use my echolocation. <laughs> and <laughs> since I don't have that, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, lay on hands. Okay. Which doesn't provoke. Correct. Okay, just checking. And what does it cost? <laughs> Swift action. Oh, Axel, I know you know that question. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't know your action for me. Oh, no, it's the a swift, swift action, action if I'm using it on somebody else. No. Oh, really? I thought it was a free action. No. It's a swift action on you. Oh. It's a standard on anybody else. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing you answered. <laughs> Either way, I heal myself for 11. The full 11. It's None a nice 11. Nice, nice. And against and my better judgment, go ahead. I was just about to ask, uh, what measures are you taking against its gaze? Yeah, I'm uh, do the don't look at it thing. Like close and, your uh, eyes, or just like look at it yeah, slightly. Not close my eyes. I'm gonna look okay. at it like corner of my eyes. All right. Because it's Jordan's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm gonna swing for the fences. Okay. Thirty-nine to hit. 39 hits, but do you want highs or lows? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, high. 75. That's good, right? Good yeah. things happen to you me. You did it right. If only, yeah. he, if only he had blur instead of displacement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, not Mother. that again. <laughs> Fucker. It's ridiculous. So 23 and 3 acid. And, okay, that's more down to earth. 7 bane. Okay. And then my champion attack, 38. 38 hits. 26 damage and 4 acid. Plus. Plus. I just weren't, I wasn't sure if you were ready for this big swing in 6. So 6 pain? Yeah. And I don't think I get my second attack. Yeah, you do. Okay. I do? Yeah, you're if I use a swift action? Yeah, you're full attacking. A swift action, full. or a, a full attack action basically just takes your move and standard. You still have oh, perfect. swift and or free actions to use. So that was two attacks. You got anything else? Oh, yeah. I got my second attack. 21. 21 will not hit. Okay. Wait a minute. Did I... I never... I need highs or lows for that second attack. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> hi. 91. Yes, I'm the greatest. All right, uh, that's it for me, I guess. Got my healing, do my damage. Yeah. All right, so it's now Paldurian's turn. Tiablith 
has his eyes closed. Uhtred and Thalias are partially looking away. So Uhtred, highs or lows for the gaze targeting you? Choose what's good for you. I'm feeling very conflicted. It's the problem. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty. We've been pumping a highs. lot of highs, but I yeah. I am Mister High. <laughs> Fuck it, I believe highs. Sixty one. Yes. Elias, highs or lows? Oh. See now I feel like highs. he has to go. Okay, highs. <laughs> he believes. Right. It's like that bullshit he did last time. He were like ten in a row that were in that range. Fifty one. Oh yeah, my see? god. Gotta believe. Wow, okay. He gets on these streaks. Yeah, know? he does. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel bad for the next dude who has to pick. Seriously, it gets worse and worse. <laughs> um, alright, and as a standard action, he's going to make Uhtred and Thalias have to make will saves. Um, Guessing that's for As a free action, else. I make him have to make a will save. Ooh, this is, I don't have anything to add to this one. I guess I could add a hero point, but... Don't yeah, we don't know that. what it is, or just will saving? I believe I can just roll good. Oh, yes! We're the Believe oh. Boys. Yes, the Believe Boys with their willpowers. Uhtred had a 29. And Thalias had a 32. Nice. So, uh... Yeah, the, so... Even though Paldorain is no longer in his miasmic form, he does have this, like... Uh this like little fog cloud aura around him that's not impeding your ability to see him but uh for a moment that fog cloud like it reaches out and it almost threatens to swallow both of you up and oh my god in uh but in instead of it like obscuring your vision like you're looking around and for a moment the only thing that the fog cloud is like covering up is like from Thalias' perspective, the the fog cloud like kind of dips under your field of vision and like Uhtred is gone and uh, Teoblith is gone. Uhtred, you see the same thing but Thalias and Teoblith are gone. Um, and it's almost like you're just all by yourself fighting Paldorain for one moment but your will saves uh, come through and uh, the that blanket of fog flickers, and both of your allies are still in the room. Is it physical fog? Because I still got my fickle winds. Yeah, no, that that's just kind of like your I'm, vision. I'm I'm adding some I'm adding some flavor, adding some time and some salt and pepper to that ability. And yeah, I think that's gonna do it for him. Yeah, he is a little, uh, he's a little bummed that we both made that save, but yeah, it's the end oh, of his turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us back to Oot, to Arginus. So back to Uhtred. Uh, I'm still climbing. <laughs> uh, so. I'm still uh, climbing. <laughs> uh, so my first turn, I, I don't know what my, uh, what my distance for climbing is, so. I went it's 10, feet, 10 feet 10 feet for climbing or 15 feet. I think it's half your base speed is what you can climb normally. Half my base speed. So 15 feet and a double move is 30 feet. Wait, I think it might be less than that. I think it's a quarter of your base speed. Yes, it is one quarter. 
Oh, it's only a quarter. Okay. So full round action is 15 feet. Yeah. So I continue. Full round action is 10 feet. No. So yeah. move action gets you five feet, and then standard action is another five feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I guess uh, I'll see you in four rounds. At least. Well, only two more after this. I'm jumping off this. <laughs> oh, absolutely. This <laughs> isn't high enough. All right, Uhtred, you're up. Uh, I think it's a rinse and repeat of last turn. Okay. Okay. That's going to be a 31 on the first. 31 does not hit. Getting closer. The right. second one is a 35 to hit on a crit threat. Okay. That will threaten. Let's... That will threaten. Let's do displacement. Highs or lows? Highs. 54. Yes. <laughs> All right. The... Give me that. Well, what's that confirmation roll? 41. All right. You're good. So the slashing crit is a nerve slice, double damage, and the target can take only a move or standard action next round. The really? magic yeah. The magic crit is called Arcane Blast, which is double damage and two D6 random energy damage that it gets a reflex save to have. Yeah, we're gonna go with the first one, seeing as it has all those resistance stuff. Yeah, that's a good call. So double damage and you're basically uh, staggering it for a round. So I have to roll another one D6 for the spell. Actually, that reminds me. Uh, is that spell subject to spell resistance? Like, probably most certainly. What is the spell again? Chill touch. Yeah, spell resistance does apply. Um, so yeah, give me a caster level check. I'll let the other two slide. Or the other one. From last round when you hit it. A 22. 22 will not overcome its spell resistance. That's okay. It was only potentially 2d6. Alright, so yeah, give me that damage. It's going to be 43 damage, and it can only take a mover standard action next turn. That is very helpful. Uhtred's been hitting a lot of those pressure points. He cut a boar's spine, now he's (laughs) hitting a nerve. Yep. Alright, up next is Teoblith. Alright, Teoblith is going to full attack, uh, still with his eyes closed, so that he's... uh, not worried at all about about the concealment. Okay. But he is not going to deadly aim. I'll let Bane do the extra damage here and hope for more hits. Oh, that didn't matter. Uh, 28 on the first attack. That will miss. 38 on the second, the rapid shot. That will hit. So that is 25 damage with Bane. And then the last shot was a 23. I will miss. Jeez. Okay. And up next is Thelias. All right. I'm going to continue with the healing myself, land handle style. Okay. How many of those you got left today? Uh, this will be... I have two left after this one. Okay. Which is friggin' sweet because this one's an 18. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. And I'm going to fully attack. Okay. I think I can put him down from here if I get lucky. Look him right in the eyes and just beat him down. <laughs> uh, we won't do that, but yes. Uh, okay. 
37 to hit. 37 hits. For 25 and 2 acid. Well, highs or lows. Oh. Thank you, Matt. Joe, I think it's, it's time. Me. I think it's time. I think it's time. You think it's time? I think time. it's time. Time for highs. All right. No, time for lows. We're doing it. Swear rolls 100. 44. 44. I heard it. He's yes. so sad. <laughs> yes. Nick's the fucking, like, <laughs> the over-under warlock. <laughs> Yo, we don't call him Nixtradamus for nothing. <laughs> That's true. He's, we haven't yeah, been calling him Nixtradamus the last sentence. 10 years for nothing. He's in the middle of a fucking sentence the other day and was like, oh, uh, pass to this guy for a touchdown. And then it happened. And then he just went, ab- went about his sentence like he didn't just fucking summon that into the world. It was ridiculous. All right. So that'll be 25 damage, 2 acid, yep. 9 bane. <laughs> so is that the sound that your shovel makes with the bane? I don't remember. Okay. It's the sound the bane makes. Okay. All right. What else we got? Uh, champion attack, 40 for Nick. No, no. I can do this on my own, Nick. Okay. Lows. 71. Oh, what a fool I was three or four seconds ago. <laughs> Should have waited for Nick. And only I will ever Why? know if I had it right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I had it right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, darn. Okay. And then my last attack misses with a 26. Unless 26 hits now for some reason. 26 does not hit now. I thought you were going to say that. All right. So it is now Paldarine's turn again. And Uhtred highs or lows for gaze? Highs. That's a two. See, now, here's the issue, though. I fucked it up! You thought I meant highs for the first... Wait, (laughs) it's for the gaze? Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'm going to need a will save from Uhtred. Uh, Thalia's highs or lows? Why me highs or lows? Because we're going to determine if the gaze effect uh, applies to you or not. Oh, no, the twos Uh, are flowing. uh, Okay, let's do lows, and maybe the twos will keep flowing. 58, give me a will save. Oh, jeez. I'm all over the place now. Oh, thank fuck. 31. Uh, how about Uhtred? 16. Okay, Uhtred is going to be panicked on his turn for 1d6 rounds. Roll um, one, baby. Well, well, we'll get there when your turn starts. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, Paldarine has really, like, he's been he's been taking a pounding. Uh, and I mean, his DR is not even applying. Uh yeah, that's convenient. We needed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's at this point taken, I'll tell you, over 200 points of damage. Wow. He he doesn't seem like he's, like, about to fall over, but like, he does that's with that last crying. with that last shovel swing that Thalias did, he does kind of, like, uh, he kind of, uh, like, buckles a little bit and, like, lets out a, a pissed-off hiss. And he's going to concentrate on casting a spell defensively. We'll see if he can do that. And what is our recourse against that again? Like, I'm standing right next to him. I see him concentrating. I just, like, bonk him on the head. Nothing you can do about it. Well, if he fails his concentration check, he doesn't get it. If he fails a concentration check, he just fails to cast the spell and wastes it. Like, it doesn't provoke. Those twos were flowing. Yep. Ooh. 
I have the feeling this is him trying to do that imprisonment just as like a fuck you to one of us. Oh, yeah, which me- feel that way. Which means it's going to be a really high concentration check for defensive casting. So Yeah. I'll tell you, if he had combat casting, he would have gotten it. But, uh, yeah, he loses the spell, whatever it was going to be. Um, but then as a move action... Well, hold a up. standard in a yeah. move action this turn. Yep, he's staggered. I fucking forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We're the greatest boys. Now, if that was one of you guys, I would have let you take it back if you really wanted to. Uh, I want to argue against it, but I think you would have. Yeah, you would have. But if you want to take it back and, and squash our joy, all right, I'll I'll take your mercy. Uh, appreciate it very much. Um. So he'll just take it from where he like buckles and he hisses all pissed off. Uh, and he's still, he still got that nerve damage. And it looks like maybe if he really wanted to, then he would have cast a, like a spell-like ability as a standard action. But he doesn't have that action economy. Uh, so instead, as a move action, uh, this uh, that uh, roiling miasmic cloud that's surrounding him just like, t- like for a split second, it like shoots out. Like kind of like pulses up over him, and then it seems to swallow him up. And even Teoblith, with his echolocation, you know that he is no longer there. He has gone. What? He has lifted a planar veil, stepped through, and you're not really sure where he is. And we'll wow. see you next week. Oh, on, that on is on the Inspired Incompetence podcast. So, so yeah. we're all in agreement, Matt. Don't edit out the part where we were like super nice and, and benevolent <laughs> towards him, right? Oh, benevolent? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. See ya. See ya. <laughs>